Good morning and Happy New Year from the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, uh, as we ring in a new year with our continued study of the book of Revelation, uh, John's Revelation, uh, actually Jesus Christ's Revelation to John. Uh, We have gotten all the way through uh, chapter 13 and into 14, but I'm I'm assuming, Pastor, that we're going to do a quick review of 13 and then get into 14 today. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, today. All right. Very good. So without further ado, we, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you're greatly blessed by today's broadcast. And with that being said, Pastor, if you would be so kind as to get us started, please. All right. Um, if you have your Bibles, well, first of all, let me thank you so much for, uh, for tuning into our podcast. Um, the, um, the list of uh, the number of listeners is uh, growing, and for that we're grateful, and uh, we thank you for t- turning in, for tuning in, Amen. for being faithful. And uh, let me say this before we begin: uh, Curtis and I uh, are not doing this for fame nor fortune. I'm too old to achieve either one of those things. <laughs> we're doing it because we're not doing it for a living. We're doing it because. Uh, we love the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We love the Word of God. We love what it teaches, and we love to teach it to others. And so that's why we're doing this. Now I'm going to do a quick review, and then um, I'll, I'll go a little bit more topical as we get to the midst of this uh, chapter, uh, because there's one more thing that I think we need to talk about. I'm going to begin reading with verse one and. and And it begins this way. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. Now, that talks about the population of the earth. I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now, this beast was not not uh, an image, an apparition. It It was a literal, literal being. And so I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head is the name of blasphemy. And we talked about those ten crowns being uh, the sign of, of authority. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Mm-hmm. And, and the dragon, which is Satan gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So we see that this beast now has um, great power. Uh, He has, um, and he has a a place of leadership in his seat, and he has great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now remember... Remember, we're going to be talking about Satan, the beast out of the sea, and the beast to come, which is the false prophet. And that is the unholy trinity, Satan being the fake God, 
uh, the beast out of the sea being the fake Jesus Christ and the false prophet being a fake Holy Spirit. And you'll see that on Holy Trinity when we get into chapter 16, where you see, we see them all in one verse. Right. Now, the reason we say he was a fake Jesus Christ, and to be a fake Jesus Christ, he had to die and raise again. And that's what verse 3 is talking about. Then we go to verse 4, and it says, And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And so everybody recognized his great authority and his great power. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Mm -hmm. And so this tells us this is the beginning of the second half mm -hmm. of the seven-year uh, period of the tribulation. And this is often called, in, especially in the book of Matthew, chapters 24 and 25, the great tribulation, the last half of it. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Now, the tabernacle uh, was familiar, of course, to uh, the Jewish nation, and, and this, this uh, tribulation is determined, according to Daniel chapter 9, on Israel. Right. And so that's why the tabernacle was mentioned. It was a place where the high priest went, and a place where the Ark of the Covenant was, and a place where he brought uh, the blood offering and, and sprinkled it on the, on the Ark of the Covenant. And so uh, he was given, uh, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. My goodness, he's going to tell lies about those who are in heaven. Right. And I think, I think he's talking about the rapture of the church, which happened uh, just prior to uh, the tribulation. Right. The, the, the the general population uh, pastor might might say hey was this the rapture uh, but he uh, you know the the antichrist will probably say no 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 this was some sort of alien invasion or you know or or, or, or I got rid of them because they were uh, yeah opposed. yeah could be, yeah something like that either way it'll be it'll be a gigantic lie. the saints and to overcome them yeah yeah that means there will be believers who believed during the tribulation power and are on the earth at that time that's right that's right and power was given him over all kindreds tongues and nations the whole now, world the whole world's following that's right in layman's parlance the whole shebang yeah and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Ooh. Now remember, not everybody shall worship him because there's, there were believers during this time. Right. It's just those whose names are not written in the book of life of, uh, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And then verse 9 is an interesting verse. It says, If any man have an ear... Let him hear. And so you have an ear, and you've heard 
these things so far. And so um, the idea is, uh, if you hear this word of God, uh, you have a Holy Spirit that will lead you, guide you into all truth, and, and, and you can understand it. So if anyone tells you you can't understand the book of the Revelation, hogwash. Right. If, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit, and I, we're, te- we're telling you what the Word says. This is not us. This is the Word of God. And then verse 10, it says, And he, leadeth into captiv- he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. In other words, God says, I'll get my vengeance. Yeah. I will get it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, for that reason, he says, here is the patience and the faith of saints. Yeah. Hang in there, yeah. folks. Amen. Okay. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. Now here's another beast. Not the first beast, but the second beast. Now, so so this is the revelation of the second beast. We and 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 by the way, this is the revelation of the third beast. The first beast is the first um, member of the Holy Trinity is the dragon, and and then the beast out of the sea. He's the one that was given the authority, and then we we have the third beast, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. In other words, uh, the the devil is putting words in his mouth, right? And and he is the preacher during all of this stuff. And it says this, this about this beast, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, mm-hmm. and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, right. whose deadly wound was healed. Mm-hmm. And so the, the rest of the world is, is, is going to worship the fake Christ. Right. And then in verse 13 it says, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. You know, Elijah did that back in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Folks, we got saved. Not by seeing miracles, but by believing the gospel. Amen. And these on earth will believe because of miracles that they saw. Mm-hmm. And he says, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should. Now I'm going to ma- now. Let me just um, predicate what I'm going to say with with some vocal. Um, uh, um, workings to emphasize a word that we're going to talk about. He's saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Now understand the beast is a being, a humanoid if you would like and he can't be seen everywhere. He can only be in one place at one time. And now they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak 
and caused that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Mm-hmm. Now, I am uh, I am 80 years old. Another five months, I'll be 81. And I've been around the block more than a time or two. And I've read dozens of commentaries. My son and I were just going over my library uh, last night and this morning. I have hundreds and hundreds of books and commentaries and so forth. Now, in the commentaries in Revelation, and these books that were written, oh, 30, 40 years ago, uh, said this, how in the world can people see the image of the beast all over the world? And, of course, their answer at that time was, and I believed it, and and up until just recently, I still believe it. It was uh, by the advent uh, and um, the uh, improvement of television. I'm in a house right now where there are three television sets. That's so that I won't miss the Rose Bowl when I'm eating lunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's something. But there's something about television. Mm-hmm that you need to know before you get an image on television, you have to turn it on. It has to be plugged in. You have to turn it on or your battery has to be working. Right. And guess what you can do if you don't like what you're watching? Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's right. That's right. So I thought um, then, then, uh, and I believed that that was the case. And it seemed, it seemed like a, a not only possibility, but a probability. And then came the computer. Now, you must understand, I know very little about a computer. I know how to spell the word. Uh, I know where the keyboard is. But you can do so many amazing things with a computer. And it just boggles my poor 80-year-old mind. And But it's, I came to believe, aha, it's the computer. And I, I began to believe that because I read... Uh, a novel by H.G. Wells. Oh, no, 1984, yeah. That's the book, Curtis, that's right. Uh, or the televisions were were in everybody's house. And uh, Big Brother, and that's what they called him, and they'd say, long live Big Brother. They had to worship him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could watch what you were doing in your house. Right. And if you'll pardon me, I, I don't want to get rude or, or crude, but uh, that means they know when you go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. when you eat, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're kissing your wife or making love. Yep. That's what that was all about. Well, then came the computer age, and guess what? This computer knows where I'm going and how I'm to get there. Yeah, GPS. Yep. By way, by way of a GPS, we uh, Curtis and I were in a car the other day, and we didn't know exactly how to get to a new restaurant in town, and so he turned on to his GPS, and a woman's voice came saying, "Now, turn, take the next left, you know, turn right on to so and so," and and uh, we got there. Yep. That GPS knew where we were. 
That GPS stands for, uh, I'm sure everybody knows, Global Positioning Satellite. That's exactly right. A satellite, which is in, which is where, Curtis? Uh, it's uh, hovering uh, at approximately, and I, I believe I've got the number correct here, 33 miles above the surface of the Earth in outer space. And that would still be in our atmosphere, is that correct? Uh, it would. All right. So, now, now I was believing that the, that the television, that, that, that the computer age uh, would, would cause us to know where the beast, uh, to see the image of the beast all the time and to worship the image of the beast. Um, and that if we didn't worship the image of the beast, we should be killed. Mm-hmm. And then, Curtis, then, Curtis, you read to me something the other day, uh-huh. and it shocked me no end. And after you told me what was happening, I said to myself, wow. Oh, you're talking about the heart program. And I'm going to tell you, folks, a little bit. I don't know much about it, but Curtis does. Well, we'll give. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, My, go ahead. Well, I'll turn it over to you for a few minutes. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, we'll just give a brief explanation of what harp is, and then uh, because they'll see that it fits in directly with scripture. Um, so, harp stands for high frequency active auroral. That's a u r o r a l auroral research program. High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. And um, it was initiated as an ionospheric research program jointly funded by the U.S. Air Force, uh, I think the U.S. Navy, um, defense, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, um, and I think the University of Alaska Fairbanks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was designed and built by BAE Advanced Technologies, and its original purpose was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio and satellite communications and surveillance. Um, it's a high-power, high-frequency transmitted Transmitter used uh, for the study of the ionosphere, um, and what they've what they figured out is that they can actually um, cause changes with this technology. It's located in Fairbanks, Alaska, or just outside of Fairbanks, Alaska. It's a big 24-acre uh, multi-transmitter site. They can actually uh, cause physical changes in the ionosphere. In other words, uh, they can project holographic images in the ionosphere. And uh, they've been doing it for quite a few years now, and they're, they've been refining the process. And uh, it, it's gotten so refined um, that uh, they are now able to direct high-frequency energy uh, to any place in the ionosphere 
and have it reflected directly back to Earth, and they can pinpoint exactly where they want that energy to go. Uh, they can also uh, uh, direct or, or transmit uh, images and, and actually uh, put them up in, in the ionosphere or our, our atmosphere. Uh, in other words, if they wanted to, uh, and I showed you the other day, Dad, about uh, some of the things they were doing with this program out at the Dubai Mall. You remember seeing that. Uh, very lifelike stuff, you know, animals and things uh, right in the middle of a, of a mall. And uh, it's just an example, a small example of what they'll be able to do. And uh, it, it's, it's amazing stuff. Uh, and, and we watched a film of what you're talking about yeah. in that mall. Oh, yeah. I think it's, was it in Dubai? It was in Dubai, yeah. And we saw little children coming up to these images to, to pet them, you know. Rhinoceros, yeah. And there were dolphins jumping up out of the sea. Yeah, yeah. And, and the child then was able to walk right through the image. Right, but the image appeared so lifelike. It that, it appeared to be that, real. That's right. So, thanks for that brief synopsis. And I know there's more to this, but what I'm getting at, folks, is in the book of the Revelation, in chapter 13, that every place on earth will be able to see a projected image of the beast. That's right. And we know that it's only going to be an image because how many times is the word image used in just this passage of Scripture? I think four, four times. Four times, yeah. Yeah, and then we go into the next chapter and it's used again. But, yeah, but oh yeah. Four, four, four times. Uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and four, so, four times maybe for the four directions of uh, the earth. North, south, east, and west. That's right. Uh, uh, the four directions. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. Don't, re don't forget, there's also four seasons. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And so everybody on the earth, whenever Satan wants to project on in the atmosphere, or is it the ionosphere, whatever it is, we'll call it the sky, wherever and whenever he darn well pleases, and you'd better fall down and worship it, because you are being watched. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even as we speak. That's right. Even as we speak. And while we're saying these things, we wonder if, if maybe, because we've said them, maybe we'll be taken off of the air. I don't know. You never know. I mean, I'm, I'm, sit I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer screen right now, Pastor, that has a built-in camera. And as far as I know, they're watching me while I pick my nose and, and uh, listen to some good Bible teaching. Yep. Yep. And so when people ask me, are we in the end times? Listen, we've been in the end times since the birth, life, ministry, of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 1. 
God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days, you get that? That's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. In these last days spoken yep. unto us by his son. Well, this is what the beasts are. This is what Satan and the beast are doing. They were, they're transported. And by the way, it says this, uh, hath, hath spoken unto us by his son, who is the express image of God. Yep. And so now they're giving you a fake Christ projected into the sky as a fake Christ, as the image of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can digest that. It's difficult for me even to, uh, after 50-some after years of, of uh, teaching and preaching the Word of God and, and uh, dozens and dozens of times having taught the book of the Revelation, this is amazing to me. I think it's not just possible, but probable. Right. Now, we come to the last part of chapter 13. And he, that is the beast, causeth all. A-L-L. When the Bible says all, what does it mean, Kurt? Usually it means all. I think, like every time. (laughs) Yes. He causeth all, both small and great. That's kids and mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Rich and poor, that means those who are living underneath the, in a tent city someplace, underneath the overpass. Mm-hmm. And those that are rich in our, in our city, it would be on a place called Grandview Drive. Yep. Free and bond. Mm-hmm. That means people who are running around able to work a job and those that are in prison can't. Right. To receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw that veterinarians were able to insert a chip into my dog, yeah, so that I'd always know where the dog was, yeah, and so you could always know whose dog it was. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that's what that was. I don't. Uh, and I'm not going to be absolute about this, but uh, I'm, I'm just saying that that might be a possibility. Yeah. And it says here, here's why, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark. Mm-hmm. So here you are in the tribulation, and you're down in East Peoria, Illinois, and you go into Kroger's for getting a loaf of bread but you don't have the mark. Mm-hmm. You can't have the bread. Right. Save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's not three different things. He's talking about the same thing yeah. by which they could be called. Mark, name, number of his name. And we still don't know what his name is. Right. And, and here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. Now, we've told you before that in uh, biblical numerology, uh, numbers mean something. We said four is the number of the earth. Three is the number of the, of the blessed trinity. Um, uh, five is the number of grace. 
Seven is the number of, complete, of completed things. But the number of man is six. Right. right. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Now, I think, and I'm not, I, I, I'm going to be as definite as I know how to be, I think that that's literal. The mark will be six, six, six. Not a chip to find out who you were or where you work. Because when it comes to buying or selling, nobody knows, nobody cares. It's just that if you don't have the mark, you can do nothing. So try and digest that, if you will. There will be people in the tribulation who will not receive the mark because they will be believers. That's right. Now, all this is under, we, we've, we talked about the seven seals. Now, this is all under the seventh trumpet. And there's two more groups of seven coming up. One is going to be the seven plagues. And one is going to be the seven vials. And they are going to be violent. They are going to be murderous. They are going to be destructive. They will be almost unbelievable. And we're coming to that. But in the meantime, we're going to start chapter 14. And Curtis, you're keeping the time. How much? Uh, We've got right at one half an hour left, Pastor. Okay, so we'll get well into chapter 14. And John says then, and I looked. Now this is after the stuff about the beast and his image. And he says, and I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. The lamb is capital. Right. Who, who is that? That would be Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ our Lord, our Savior, the Son of God, the sinless one, uh, the one who became sin for us, the one who bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Here it is. I looked, and lo, uh, a lamb stood on Mount Zion. Mm -hmm. By the way, the word Zion appears 153 times in the Old and New Testament in the King James Version. That's right. Yep. And with him, 144,000 having his father's name written in their foreheads. Mm -hmm. Would you turn quickly back to me to Revelation chapter 7? Okay. Oh, yes. Yep. After these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that Mm -hmm. the wind should not blow on the earth, neither on the sea nor any on any tree and I saw another angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living God and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea saying hurt not the earth neither the sea nor the trees Mm -hmm. until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads right And so 
the mark of the beast then is a fake seal from a fake god. Correct. You see how these things work together? Mm-hmm. And so and he said, I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed, and 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And then the 12 tribes are listed without Dan being listed, because I think that's where the Antichrist comes from. And so there were 144,000. And they went out and preached the, the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews first and then also to the Greeks. <clears throat> and people were, pardon me, and people were saved. So the only thing I can think of that 144,000 having his father's name, the seal of God, written in their foreheads. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. <laughs> Whenever I read the word of God, this verse comes to my mind. I'm hearing the voice of many waters and a voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Oh, my goodness, that's great. Not only that, and they, the 144,000, sung, as it were, a new song. Curtis, you and I love to sing. We love to sing the old songs. <laughs> yes, and, indeed. And there's a song, and there's a song that, that's, that uh, comes to my mind. Um, there's a new song in my heart. And, and we've sung that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that this verse always comes to my mind. But this is a new song, uh, and they sang the new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, which we saw in Revelation chapter 4. Yeah. And, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Right. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it is. Nobody else, nobody else can sing that song. Nobody else can even learn it. It's a special song given to these 144,000 to sing before the throne of God. Wow. Amazing stuff. Now, these are they. Now, now listen to this. These are they which were not defiled with women. Now, ladies, would you understand something here? It simply means that they weren't fornicators. Right. That's ex that's just exactly what it means. They were not defiled with women. To be defiled with a woman, you have to commit fornication, have sex with someone who is not your wife. Then it says, for they are virgins, as was the Lord Jesus Christ, by the way. Mm -hmm. And these are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. So, wherever he goes, these 144,000 are going to go with him. Right. Now, what on earth for? I think it's for a continuation of the gospel of the kingdom of God. These are redeemed from among men, being first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile. Whatever they spoke, 
was exactly right. For they are without fault before the throne of God. By the way, I'll be there one day, won't you, Kurt? Yes, sir, I will. And you know why you will be there? Yeah, I'm saved. You're saved by grace. That's right. Faith. faith. That's right. Folks, listen to me. If you're not saved by grace through faith, then you're going to be in a way different place than this. Yes. You'll be in the depths of hell. Mm. Now, God doesn't want you there. Right. That's why he's got us two guys, or we two guys, depending on your grammatical inclination. Um, that's what we're doing. Uh, we're just uh, sending out the gospel. That's right. We're sending out the word of God so that those who are not saved will have a better chance of being saved than they have now. Well, amen. Okay. Okay. For they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, here's something that's awesome coming up. And I, he said, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of having, of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. Isn't that amazing? The everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and the earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Is that plain enough? Yeah, it is for me. So even in light of all of these awful judgments that have already occurred on the earth and the seven seals and the seven uh, and the seven trumpets, there's and there's more coming. God is still interested in people getting saved. It's an amazing thing. And then and then it says. Uh, in verse 8, chapter 14, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath uh, of her fornication. Now let's stop there for a minute, Curtis. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Babylon? Is that the literal Babylon that's in Iraq? Well, it, it, yep. could, it could be. that they had about how it looked. So it may be literal. It may be figurative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It says here, because she, Babylon, made all the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Babylon's in Iraq. Where might this Babylon be if it's figurative? Well, I... Uh, I think we've talked about this. I think we both feel like it's the best possibility would probably be New York City. And why do we think that, Curtis? Well, just based upon the description of um, what happens to the city, okay. uh, some clues as to its location, and, um, and its status. 
in the world. Uh, it, it sounds most like New York City to me. All right. Now, let me read the next couple of verses, and then I'm going to ask you to respond again. Okay. Uh, verse 8 says, Because she made all nations. I'm going to stop there and let you think for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Mm-hmm. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of indignation. Oof. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Now, Later on, later later on, we're going to see a a verse which people cried, mm -hmm. and they will say, "Babylon the Great is fallen." Yeah, is fallen. Now, the reason you and I think that is because Babylon the Great talks about and 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 here again, I'm just giving you a preview of coming attractions and. Uh, and uh, we may finish this um, this chapter 14 uh, very quickly. Um, so, what what organization is there in the world that wants to, by 2031, change the whole atmosphere, political, uh, religious? That that would be uh, that would be the United Nations in New York City. Uh, and where? New York City. And where is the greatest city of commerce in the world today? In the world today is still yes. is still New York City, although there are several other cities that are competing and basically running neck neck and neck with New York. But but I think okay. the, the world Go standard ahead. is I think the world standard is still New York City as far as Center of wealth and power. Yeah. Let's see. Where is uh, Wall Street? That would be, let me see, New York City. Oh. Oh. So maybe this Babylon is figurative. Maybe it is. And maybe it's literal, but uh, it looks to me like it's figurative because we wrote us some verses. And, uh, and I'll remind you of what we've just said, and, and I'm going to, I was kind of teasing you so that you'll tune in. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes. Okay. We're, I, I confess. We're, we're not going to be secret. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> okay. we're setting the hook, okay. man. We're setting the bait. Okay. Now, let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to, back to uh, chapter 14, verse 10. Um, if any man, verse 9, if any man worship the beast and his image. There it is again. There's that word again. Mm -hmm. And receive his mark <coughs> in his forehead or in his hand. Mm -hmm. Do you know that people even living in the time uh, Revelation 14 is talking about still had a choice 
That's right. Either to take the mark or not. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's why I know God wants everybody to be saved. Yep. Do you know that Adam and Eve had a choice? They sure did. Don't don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because the day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. There's a choice. Yeah. Eve made a choice. It was a bad one. Adam, because he was a type of Christ, ate of the fruit also, and he died. And from that point on, every relative of Adam, that means every human being that ever walked the face of the earth, is born with that nature to sin. Yep. Okay, so those who... Uh, uh, received the, uh, who worship the beast receive uh, and his image and receive his mark and his forehead or his hand the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God wow. yeah. if there's one thing that scares me more than anything except when I think of my position of God in Jesus Christ mm-hmm they shall drink of the of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. There's no diluting the wrath of God. Nope. It's going to be total. Without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he, that is, those who've received the mark of worship to be, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. So it's not just physical and mental torment, it's embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. You have to see the Lamb, which you rejected. That's right. By the way, that's why he stood on the Mount Zion in verse 1 of chapter 14. That's, that's correct, yeah. And he says again, and here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Here they are. Are you ready? And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Which, (laughs) yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors Mm. and their works follow them. Yeah, that's right. Amen. People of God, take that verse, grind it into your mind, call it up whenever you have difficulty. Yeah. It'll give you comfort. Yes. Okay, we're still in verse, we're still in chapter 14, and I looked, in verse 14, and I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one that one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Mm-hmm. I, you know, years ago, uh, uh, my dad had in his garage a sickle. I thought, what was this for, Dad? He said, when the weeds get too high, I'm going to chop them down yeah. <laughs> with his sickle. And it had a curved blade, and it had a handle uh, that went down to the blade, and a, and another hand handle that came out from the from the major handle and you could swing that baby and it was sharp and it got the job done and so here in 15 uh, chapter 14 verse 15 another angel came out of the temple came out of the temple see that Mm -hmm. again a Jewish uh, 
uh, a, a, a word, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and oh, reap. Reap, yeah. For the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Wow. wow. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Yep. Unbeliever, this is you, too. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, and her, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Do you know how wine is made? You have to harvest. You have to have a vine. You have to have fruit. That's grapes on on the end uh, the ends of those vines. You have to you have to gather those grapes and you have to put them in a large vat and and have them uh, pummeled um, and, and and squeezed and crushed before the wine can come out. Right. And so. The people that were lost, the people that trusted uh, the beast, worshipped the beast. This is what's going to happen. You're going to be you're going to be uh, reaped, and you're going to be cast into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Wow. There's nothing worse no. than that. No. And the winepress winepress was trodden without the city, and blood mm. came out of the winepress. Even unto the horse bridles. Wow. For the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs. Wow. Amazing. Now I'll go into that distance uh, next week because I'm going to cut this short um, because I'm going to get into another thing. But I want you to—I want to leave you with that—with that thought. Blood, human blood, mm. a crushing of human bodies. Wow. Now, let me tell you one other thing about blood, and then I'm—and then I'm done. We are redeemed, the Bible says, by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. Yes. And you know why? Because that's the only pure blood that was ever on the earth. That's correct. Those of you who worship Mary, and please understand, we love you. Yes, we do. Mary was a sinner. Yes. She was a virgin, but she lived a life, mm -hmm. and she was and she was a descendant of Adam. That's right. And the Bible says, "For as in Adam all die." That's right. Mary died and was not resurrected. Correct. Jesus was. Amen. He died. He shed his blood. He was raised. He came out from the grave. He was raised from the dead. 
he he descended into the depths of the earth and preached to the spirits in prison and then he ascended into heaven with those spirits and then he came back to earth and showed himself alive for 40 days this is the jesus Christ. and then after that 40 days he ascended up visibly yeah. into heaven and there he sits at the right hand of God the Father to be our advocate, to be our mediator, to be a, a go-between uh, between us and God. That Jesus Christ, his blood. That's right. Him and his blood only. That's why it says... There is no other there is no other name under heaven under which we must be saved, by which we must be saved. And that's the name we preach to you. Jesus Christ. So, won't you do it today? Please, simple faith, by grace, receive Jesus Christ by faith as your Lord and personal Savior. And then live for him. With that, Curtis. I think I'll close with a word of prayer and give you the last word. God, we have preached your gospel. We believe very much that you, we've been faithful to your word. We do believe that the Holy Spirit can convict those who are not saved because they're here, they've heard the word today. And we pray that, that as you do so, that some will repent and believe the gospel Amen. change your mind Amen. and believe the gospel and then for this we'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory or we're going to ask it in the name of that precious lamb slain from before the foundation of the world the lame jesus amen amen and you've got it amen. wow um my goodness, that was quite a bit of information in a, in a pretty short time, Pastor. Um, that is a lot to digest, and, and we, we realized that uh, when we first heard it and read it many, many years ago, it was uh, a lot then to digest. And uh, it has taken us, you know, quite a few years, hasn't it, Pastor, to really, and we're still yeah. learning more and more. As time yep. goes on, um, but uh, and, and we want to take you on that journey with us. As we learn, we want you to learn too. And we're we're greatly blessed by having the opportunity to do this. So we want to yep. thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in for our listeners across the yeah. across the planet, across the globe. Yep. Um, we are we are blessed to have you listening and. And we pray that you'll continue to do so. And uh, for those of you that are listening that are not saved, we pray that, um, that the hearing of the gospel will cause you, your heart and your mind to change, and all for Jesus Christ. That is our, that is our heartfelt prayer for you. And uh, for those that do believe already, uh, we, we thank you for your fellowship, and we thank you for your faithfulness to listen in. And with that, we're going to bid you adieu for today, but we, we, all, we pray that, that you will join us again 
this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. The, the, seven, the seven plagues. The seven plagues. When we go through the seven plagues in the book of Revelation, chapter 15 and 16. Correct, yep. Pastor? Well, I think we'll get into chapter 16. Yes, sir. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, boy, what a wealth of information today. We thank you, Pastor. And, uh, again, we, we thank you for listening in. We pray that you'll be with us this coming Tuesday as we continue our riveting study of the book of Revelation. Uh, so until Tuesday, God bless you and keep you safe. And uh, we look forward to being with you again on Tuesday. Uh, and this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off for now. We'll see you Tuesday. Bye-bye.